Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Welcome to Scuff Podcast. Sanjay here. I'm joined by U.S. Men's National Team and Borussia Mönchengladbach Defender and Lake Grove, Long Island native Joe Scally. Joe, thanks for coming on the pod. What's up? Thank you for having me. Uh, so, first things first, tell me about you and Gio going blonde. Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, it was my idea. I, I, mine was supposed to be more of a platinum. Okay. Is it, is it platinum? I don't know if you could tell, but... Okay. Yeah, and then he just basically also wanted to wanted to do it with me, just because, so that's really how it happened. There was no lost bet or something. Any, like, inspiration for it? Like, is there some shady... Any, any of that, or...? <laughs> no, there's yeah. nothing, honestly. I mean, I think you see a lot of players do, like, crazy stuff in the summer just for their hair, because it's a perfect time, you know, you're away from your club, and kind of just do what you want in summer, so... I think that was probably the main reason we did it. Love it. What goes into that process? A lot of people see, you know, mm-hmm. bleach their hair, but like, talk me through that. What, what do you actually have to do? It's like three hours long. I don't know. They uh, they have to take all the color out of your hair, and it, like stings your head. Like it hurts so bad. First four to five minutes, then you do another layer, another four to five minutes, and then you put the coloring in. Damn, that's but yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, it's coming. Like three hours. So you and Gio doing it together. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you and Gio got into a fight, who would win? Ooh. it's tough to say. I don't know. I don't know who would win. Both pretty scrappy. Yeah, pretty scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> so on to um, some soccer things here. Uh, everyone's talking about it. What are your thoughts on Greg coming back? Yeah, I think you know we have to leave the stuff in the past and, and just look forward. And we need to, you know, build on what we were work. You know, we're a very good team. You saw it against Mexico. We beat them 3-0. So we just need to keep looking forward and keep getting better. So, in an interview last month on Football Americas, you suggested that systems and tactics could maybe be simplified and the coach should understand it's not a club team. And some people interpreted that as a criticism of Greg. Um, but it wasn't the first time that's been said, and it's been said by, you know, Bruce Arena back in the day and other high-profile people. Uh, do you think in this next era under Greg, things might evolve in terms of how you guys play? Uh, you know, I think we play really good. You know, I think, like I said, you saw it against Mexico. You know, I think we're just going to keep building on what we've already started to just keep keep getting better, pretty much. Could you tell me about the difference under the interim managers, under Anthony, now uh, BJ, compared to Greg? Like, have they really loosened things up and given you guys more freedom to just play, or has it been pretty much the same thing? Uh, Yeah, you know, it's been a, a mix of both, you know, because, of course, the Anthony BJ were Greg's assistants, so it's not like they're going to create their own massive new game plan. So, of course, it's very similar. Yeah, we have a little bit more freedom, you know, to interchange and stuff like that, but it's all pretty much the same, same style, same tactics. So can you go into detail about the differences between your club's tactics and the national team tactics and why one might be better for a national team versus a club team? Uh, I mean, yeah. I've had so many coaches now since, and I'm only 20, I think I've had six coaches, played different styles under probably all of them. I mean, with a club team, you just have more time to implement what you want to do. You can buy players to implement your tactics, you know, whereas a national team, you have a selection of players. You can't go out and buy players, so you kind of need to do what fits to the quality of players, which, you know, we do. So I think that's the main difference to where you have a club team coach who can buy players to fit his style, whereas a national team coach, you can't go out and buy players. Yeah, so you just touched on the managerial situation. It's been a bit tumultuous for you at at Gladbach. Um, Manager just changed again. Uh, Second year in a row, it's happened. Your thoughts on Varka leaving? Yeah, you know, I liked him a lot, of course. You know, he, he played me pretty much every single game, had a lot of trust in me. So it always stinks to have a coach leave, but 
now you know it's a new opportunity to of course learn new things get better as a player and just you know hopefully you know finishing these european spots where where our club should be did you find it especially tough as a young player with all the changes compared to some of the veterans or i mean as a young player it's different because you can kind of see it as uh you know earning your spot as a team whereas an older player the more experienced so if an older player sees a new coach coming in, you know, it's not, they don't really need to show because the coach already sees what they could do, where as a young player you need to constantly show that you deserve to play. So I think this is one thing that is good and bad, but yeah, that's about it. So tactical question here, just in terms of Gladbach last season, I know you've had a few different managers, but under Farka, um, in terms of where you're on the pitch, uh, when the ball is on your side or the other side, both in possession and um, defensively, like, is there a big difference positionally where you are on the pitch, both in and out of possession, from Gladbach compared to the U.S.? Uh, I mean, it's different. Yeah, at Gladbach, I kind of always come inside. I play more as, like, a, you know, double six or sometimes three in the back. But I also get up on the right. So, yeah, it's different. We play, you know, here with real outside backs where you just stay up and down the line. So I guess that's the main difference, but... You know, during the game, you need to find your own pockets and, and do your own thing. So that yes. double six thing coming inside was that new to you? Like it was, yeah, yeah. That was my first time doing it. How, how did you find that? Like that was in preseason. You guys were putting that in. Yeah, we were doing it right away, like the first day of preseason. It, it was tough for me, but then again, I liked it because you obviously see Man City. We didn't do it like Man City with John Stones coming into the middle, but we played really good. You know, almost every game we had most possession. You know, we created chances when they would. You know, counterattack us. I would be there. We'd have two sixes, two center backs. So it was definitely a very good game plan. Just you know, we couldn't couldn't get more goals, which which would have helped us. So let's rewind a bit. Tell me about how the Gladbach move came about originally. Um, how did how did you realize it was the right fit, and, and what did they say about how they wanted you to fit in? Yeah, I think I was 16. They came over when uh when I was at Nike Friendlies down in Florida, and they basically just showed me the plan and everything. Told me where they saw me in the future. I knew it was a great club. I think they were even in Europa League that year, Champions League the years later. So I knew it was a really good club, great fans, great stadium. My family really liked it. We flew over there when I was 16. I couldn't go over until I was 18, but yeah, it was just seemed like the, the perfect place for me. Um, was it intimidating to compete and usurp an established player like Liner? Mm-hmm. What was um, that? Was that like psychologically <clears throat> as well as on Yes, I know. I mean, uh, when I was at NYCFC, we had uh, Anton Tinnerholm, and, and I've basically been through this already where, you know, you had the established older player who played every game, and, you know, that, that stuff pissed me off because, you know, as a young player, there's so much, you know, other things that go into it where, where you just don't play because of that reason. But when I moved over to Germany, it was, it was nothing like that. You know, the, the best players play, and uh, my first year, unfortunately, he got injured. You know, you never want to see someone injured, but it gave me my chance to step in and play, and I showed what I could do, and, and that kind of established me as a player. And then going into this season, you know, again, again, I started. So he also helps me because he's an older player. So he gives me tips, everything like that. And I think, of course, there's positives and negatives. So he kind of took you under his wing a bit? Or? Uh, yes and no, you know, because he, he wants to play. Everyone wants to play. So it's not like he's giving up and he's just going to tell me, you know, everything to do. But we're teammates and we want the team to win in the end. So, of course, he helps me. I even help him with something. So it's good. Was that like a... Was that social dynamic interesting, being the young kid taking a veteran spot? Um, you know, obviously those guys probably knew him a bit better. Mm-hmm. And then, I know your German wasn't great. Yeah. What was that like socially? Uh, you know, it's 
if you were to ask me and I was in the MLS, I would say, like, it would be crazy because I don't know why in the MLS it's so different with young players playing over older players. But in Europe, it's everyone needs to win. You know, it's really a, a very strict, strict business. And, you know, when someone's playing better than someone in training, they're, they're going to play. And that's that's just how it goes over there. Um, so speaking of that, so you signed a new contract in April, but you didn't start in the league for like the last month of the mm-hmm. season, roughly. Uh, the timing seemed odd. So did Farka tell you that was the plan to, to give Liner more minutes towards the end? Or was that just like you just said, like performance uh, based and an, an example of how cutthroat things can be? Yeah, I think uh, after the Union Berlin, I know uh, that's when happened. We have five games left. Uh, after the Union Berlin game, we were kind of out of Europe. Uh, so and we were in a good spot to where we weren't going to go down or even come close to relegation. So he did tell me he wanted to use everyone in the squad at that time just because there was five games left. We were too far away from Europe now and too far away from relegation. So it was a good chance to, you know, get everyone minutes and that, you know, work hard in training. So, yeah, of course, I wanted to play every game, but, yeah, that's what he told me. Yeah, so your reaction was just... Yeah, positive, and I just, you know, trained like I always did. Definitely. Um, who's the best player you've ever played with, club and or country? Ooh... Uh, oh, this is tough. I mean, when I was at NYCFC, David Villa was, of course, amazing. His technique was crazy. But now at my club, I would have to say Zacharia. He was Dennis Zacharia was was so good in the midfield, and also um, Brelan Bolo. He was a amazing forward. He's so strong, powerful, can dribble everything. So I would say these two guys. Anything sticks out in your memory, like something outrageous one of those guys did in training or, or a game? I mean, you just couldn't dribble around Zacharia. He was just too athletic and would just run, tackle. So he didn't do any of the, the special stuff, but he just did all the defensive work. And ball, yeah, he just can. You can rip the ball into his chest and it would just knock right down. So there's no special thing. These guys just did, you know, everything's so good. So you've proven you're capable of playing left back, and uh, you have started there for the U.S., but you've never started a game at your natural right back position. Um, could change tomorrow. Um, you feel like you've earned that chance? Has it been frustrating at all to not get a shot at right back? Um, you confident that'll happen in, in due time? Yeah, you know, of course I'm a right back. I've played there <clears throat> now for a while. Uh, yeah, I feel more comfortable there, and of course I would have liked my chance to play there earlier. But you know, if it comes up soon, then of course I'm gonna give it my best. I'm gonna be very confident because you know I played it so far two seasons in a row in the Bundesliga. Yeah, so speaking of that, if you play tomorrow, you'll probably be going up against Alfonso Davies. Uh, you've done that before against him and a pretty stacked Bayern team mm-hmm. at their place uh, last season, beginning of last season. Tell me about that game. Do you remember that well when you guys got the draw 1-1? What was that like? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I think uh, at the time we were like third or fourth in the league and they were first or second, so it was a, a very uh, intense game. Their stadium was crazy just because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's always like this, but we always tend to get good results against them, and their fans <laughs> don't like it. So the stadium was crazy. Uh, you know, they set off the flares in the start of the second half. Uh, we were up 1-0. Then they scored in the 80th minute. Sané scored, but yeah, it was a great game. Of course, they have so many good guys, and he's just another one of them. And yeah, when you work as a collective unit, one guy's not going to beat you. So I think we're all going to you know work together and uh, overcome Canada because one guy's just not going to beat us. So with Byron, obviously, I think the joke amongst their fans is that Selmer just stands on his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we were saying uh, when uh, they were one point behind Dortmund going to the last match, they were like, Jan really lost his team the championship because he saved 19 shots against them at their place. And if he wouldn't have done that, he would have won the championship. But 
you know, he, he ended up winning anyway, but it, it was funny. In the locker room, we were saying, like, if he didn't save 19 shots, he would be champion right now. Right. So it was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, was there – so that wasn't the first time you played Byron and held your own. Was that, like, just doing it against Byron, is that kind of different after the game? You look in the mirror and tell yourself, like, I can really – do this? That... Yeah, of course. I mean, if you do it against Bayern, you feel you can do it against any team because they have so much quality in the attacking uh, midfield everywhere. And yeah, when you do it against them, you you really feel very confident. Feel like you can do it against anyone. What do you do to prep for a player like Davies? Like knowing you're going up against him tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, now I've played him like five times, so of course it's not not stressful. You know what? It's not so stressful. I know what he does. He knows what I does. I do so. Of course, you know, it's going to be a battle. I know he's very fast, very physical. Just going to have to stay close, you know, and do what I always do. He is time to a chest. Was? It's okay. It's okay. It's getting yeah, there? Yeah, it's getting there. So yeah. I remember you, you told me a while ago when we spoke in Germany um, that when you go on breaks, when you leave, you kind of just, like, lose it. Yeah, everything is gone. That's still yeah. happening? No, but now I understand, you know, most of it, I just can't. The speaking and switching parts is where I have problems. Okay. But I understand most of it. You feel like practicing ever with, I know a bunch of the guys on the team can speak, or it's just everything's English? Yeah, everything's English, yeah. We yeah. do not say any outside <laughs> language. It's just all English. Um, biggest change in your game since getting to Germany? Uh, I think my defensive game has definitely gotten much, much better. Uh, you know, I used to have problems defensively. And now it's just gotten much better. Uh, yeah, so was there something that you knew right away that you needed to, you kind of just answered it, but that you knew you needed to work on right away yeah, once you started playing the Bundesliga? I think I would say my 1v1 defending, because the wingers in the Bundesliga always go one against one, very fast, physical wingers, so that's that's definitely it. Any examples of things you did, like in training or off the field, to, to, to improve uh, that? Not really. I think, uh, you know, when I started with the second team and I did that first half a year with them, I really, like, switched to the German style, and I think that those games really helped me. Okay. Uh, yeah, in training, I, I don't remember. I think it was just those games really helped me. Tell me about, like, stylistically, what was that, that big difference, that German style? Uh, Yeah, it's much more physical. Yeah, everything's just so much quicker. That's, yeah, it's just, like, a level higher than than here, I guess you can say. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Um. So you mentioned you want to play in the Prem one day. Uh, is there a team you grew up supporting? Any dream scenario for you in the future? Uh... Yeah, I always said I wanted to play in the Premier League. I mean, since I played at New York City uh, FC, you know, they're linked with uh, Manchester City, so I kind of just always had that natural feeling of, you know, I like them. They've been winning everything, so that's, of course, not a not a bad team to be at. But, yeah, I, you know, one day I just hope to hope to be in the Premier League, and, yeah, I don't know which, which team. So you, you do root for City? or you Yeah, just, I do root yeah. for City, yeah, yeah of okay. course. But just because of the, the connection, it's it made it easy okay. <laughs> to not seem like a front-runner. Um, any fun plans for the off season? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be in Florida. Gonna go to Antigua. Just, just hang out. How much just time do you guys actually get off? Like, yeah. no soccer and like, are you like not touching ball at all during that time? Like, not really working. <laughs> yeah. out? How much, how much break time do you really get? I would say real break time, 10 to 12 days. You know, you get a full three, three and a half weeks off. But yeah, you're not doing anything for probably around 10, 10, 12 days. Just, just relaxing. Of course, you watch what you eat. You're not gonna go and just have cheeseburgers every single day yeah. like that. But yeah, I would say 10 to 12 days where you're not, you know, working out, doing anything. That's, that's pretty much it. And then after that next 12 days, you, you really start to, to start to ramp it up. That's crazy. At 365, that's. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now when you say it like that at 365, just 12 days, it's oh my god, need more. Uh, we hear a lot about golf with the team. Yeah. Um, recently, someone said, I forget who it was, but 
someone said that Walker and Christian are pretty much at the top. Yeah. You agree say, with that? I would say, yeah, they're, yeah. they're the top two. I would uh, put myself top five. Top five? Yeah, top five. Okay. Yeah, easily top five. I would put myself, yeah. Is anyone, like, downright terrible? Like, besides, like, the guys, out of the guys who play. Out of the guys who play? About, like, I'm not <laughs> talking about, like, Bala, who obviously just learned how to Yeah, of ball, course, yeah. Uh, terrible? Anyone you want to drag right now? Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, <laughs> terrible? Hmm. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Who's better, you or Gia? We, I'm not kidding. We go back and forth, back and forth, literally. Like okay. he, I would say he has a better driver, and then my irons are better, and then short game. It's just whoever's on that day. You're, but you're, when we play in Germany, it's back and forth, literally. Diplomatic answer. You're a good friend, man. <laughs> yeah, good friend. I, but honestly, if you were to ask him, I, he would give you the same answer. Okay. Yeah. So you can do that. You can ask that. Joe, thanks so much for coming on the pod. No, Appreciate thank you. It. Awesome. Appreciate thank you. It. Perfect. All right.